a poem. If you see a fine girl, point her out. If you're that fine girl, and don't be scared to stand out. See, the world might have you thinking that you're crazy. Overanalyzing got you feeling lazy. Really, you're just searching for the path to yourself. Really, you just forgot your hashtag blessed. So much flat tummy tea, I'm gonna throw up. So much of the same damn thing, maybe I'll blow up. But my venting in this momentary blip is to tell you you're a diamond, so don't trip. Hey everybody, welcome to my podcast, Say It With Your Breast. So if you couldn't um, guess who wrote that poem, it was me. And I wrote it just because I have random thoughts sometimes and random words that pop into my mind, which is why I'm a writer as well as why I created a podcast. Because, you know, I just get inspired. But I had to write that point because I was so bored on Instagram one day and a bunch of stuff in my feed was the same stuff. So I wrote a poem about it. And if you're that person who also is a little tired of the same, you're in the right place because the young women in this podcast are trailblazers and innovators. And we're out here trying to do something That maybe has never been done before. Maybe never really been done quite the way we want to do it. So I encourage you to be yourself. I encourage you to be different if you need to be different. And be unapologetically yourself. Yeah. Be unapologetically yourself. I like that. So let's get into it. I sound a little crazy because I'm getting over a cold. So even the whole time during the interview, I was trying like not to sneeze, not to blow my nose, not to sniffle, not to cough or clear my throat. So hopefully you don't hear any of that in the interview. But I have been excited to interview Miss Mrs. Bianca Plant for weeks. And we were just trying to get our schedules right, get everything situated. And then, of course, it's Louisiana, so it's Mardi Gras. So we got a lot going on, and we still knocked it out. And I thank her so much for taking the time because we talked about something very, very important to me. And if you are a friend of mine, even if you follow me or maybe you just are someone I work with or whatever, I am really passionate about food, and and I'm learning a lot about food, and I like to spread what I'm learning to everyone I know. And so we talked about food. She's a nutritionist and she has a master's in public administration. So she is um, very knowledgeable, very studied. And I really, really am excited for you all to hear this episode. And I hope that, you know, whatever stage in your life you are in, you decide to prioritize your inner health not just our outer beauty, but seriously prioritize our inner health because um, we don't do it enough, I don't think, in our generation and generations younger than us. But um, like I said, this is really informative and we just had a good time talking about food. So make sure you stay tuned for our interview. 
right, so before we jump into the interview, I want to share with you some things that I am learning about myself that I think would be very beneficial to you. So this is the first episode of 2018. I know everyone is probably trying to keep their New Year's resolutions right now. Um, I'm not going to exactly share with you my New Year's resolution right now because it's super silly um, and it's kind of private. So I'm not going to tell you that, but I will say that for me so far in 2018, I am super committed to focusing on what I want to focus on. And really just not prioritizing stuff that I just don't think serves me. And yes, I am the queen of my life, as you should be of yours. And if it does not serve your purpose, then it can kick rocks, basically. So right now, I am, like I said, focusing on mind, body, spirit, and the things that I think serve my ultimate goals. And one of those goals, including like meditating more, is to be financially confident and um, feel like I've got a really good grasp of where I'm going financially and have multiple streams of income, right? So that's like one of my goals. So right now I am reading this awesome book. I'm reading slash listening to it on Audible and it's called The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. You maybe heard of it, maybe not. I don't know, look it up. But if you go on my website for the podcast, savewithyourbreast.com, you may or may not have already seen there's a tab called books. If you go to that tab, there are books that maybe I've read, I want to read, um, or books that were suggested by different people who have come on the show. So I highly recommend you check those out. And if there are books that you want to share, just let me know and I'll add them to the site. So one of those books, like I said, is The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And there are a few principles that I wanted to share with all of you sexy listeners out there because maybe these could help you. Like I've told someone previously, I want to read this book maybe two or three times in a row because I really am excited about what I'm reading and I want the principles to stick. But I'm going to share a few with you and then we'll jump into the interview. Number one, the number one reason most people don't get what they want is that they don't know what they want. And maybe you've heard this before when people say make up your mind. Um, Maybe you've heard like the law of attraction. But I truly do believe that the universe will give you what you ask for. Um, But it's not just what you ask for. And it's not, in my opinion, just what you intend to do. And not just what you believe will happen. But what you commit to making happen. And when you make up your mind and you commit, you know... um, Happy or sad, good or bad, rich or poor, if you commit to making this plan A happen, I do believe that the universe will put things in place, will send you the people and the resources you need, where you would never have guessed before that that these different puzzle pieces could come together. I believe that they come together. But I do think that one of my problems, maybe one of your problems, is that you keep changing your mind. Or one minute you really, really, really believe in it. And the next second you're very, very doubtful. And so, you know, again, make up your mind and stick to it and commit. And best of luck to you because I really believe it'll work out. The second principle that I want to share is this. If you want to change the fruits, you will first have to change the roots. If you want to change the visible, you must first change the invisible. 
Now, we all know that we are supposed to take care of our spirit and our soul and our mind. And like this episode is going to talk about our health. And the very last one is, like I said before, keep your eye on the goal. Keep moving toward your target. And again, if you don't know what you want, you have no idea where you're going. You have no idea what your target is. So this year, whatever it is that you want, whatever it is that you've been telling yourself, going back and forth about, deciding whether or not you should or shouldn't, just give it a try. Give it a try. Focus on being the person you need to be, thinking the thoughts that you need to think, and feeling the feelings you need to feel so that you can generate the right inside. So again, I'm reading Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. I'm totally into it. I'm learning principles that a lot of people naturally learn. But in my household, um, some of the fears are things that were learned. And it's not just my household, it's my culture. Um, A huge part of um, my culture is questioning things, questioning um, government, questioning your banker, questioning your, your preacher, questioning your parents, questioning yourself. And if you think about it, sometimes we get so caught up in questioning every <clears throat> everything. We get caught up in questioning everything that we don't actually do anything. We don't actually take a chance, take a leap. So, again, I can't tell you what to do with your life, but I can suggest that if you want to learn more about this book and the principles, read it. Read it yourself. Read it yourself. Now, they do give a little bit of homework in the book, so I do want to share a couple of the first exercises that they give in the book. Every chapter, I think, at the end does have a certain exercise. They also give certain um, declarations, which are kind of like affirmations, but they're more like commitments um, and promises that you are keeping to yourself and declaring. They're statements that you are declaring over your life which I actually like those a lot more than the positive affirmations, but do you, honey? Okay, so I'm going to share with you the first two exercises, and then, of course, you got to read the book, okay? All right, so number one, write a short paragraph on exactly why creating wealth is important to you and be specific. Number two, meet with a friend or a family member who is willing to support you and tell that person that, You want to evoke the power of commitment for the purpose of creating greater success. Put your hand on your heart, look that person in the eye, and repeat the following statement. I, your name, do hereby commit to becoming a millionaire or more by fill in the date. Tell your partner to say, I believe in you. And then you say thank you. So again, That is my tidbit on 2018, sharing a bit of my um, goals right now with you. I hope that you continue to strive for everything you want in your life. And I do believe that if you commit to it and commit to the work of changing our habits and unlearning, you guys, seriously, we have to unlearn a lot of the things that have been taught to us so that we can create the habits of rich people. And I don't mean just financially rich. I mean spiritually sound, mentally capable, present people, okay? Like present, not like I'm lost in the world of I, of I, you know, Instagram or I'm lost in the world of working, 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 
and I never take care of myself. I mean, really living a present and wealthy life. All right. Now, our interview with Mrs. Bianca Plant. All right. Awesome. So, um, everybody, I have Miss Bianca Plant, Mrs. Bianca Plant, <clears throat> excuse me, um, for our next episode. And, and you are an MPA. So can you tell everybody what that is? Um, well, I basically got my master's in public administration from Southern University in Baton Rouge, and I have a concentration in healthcare. So why did you choose healthcare? Like, why was that? your concentration because you could have done like a whole bunch of stuff in with an MPA right right well I first got my bachelor's in nutrition and you know usually whenever you get your bachelor's in nutrition you go on to get your license um, as a registered dietitian but I didn't go that route I decided to go and get my master's Mm -hmm. um, in healthcare so I still wanted to stay within the healthcare realm even though it's really broad, I can do so much with it. Right. So I love your blog, by the way. It's so like, first of all, I don't know how you come up with this many recipes. You know how, you know, you're weekly eating, you're trying to like mix it up because you don't want to cook the same stuff. Right. And I'm always on like some kind of food app or something trying to find like different ideas. So I don't eat the same stuff over and over again. Like, How do you come up with all of the different recipes and like even the ideas for the recipes? Well, I, I'm a huge foodie. I love going to restaurants. I love trying new food. And a lot of what I blog about is are things that I like. And there might be things that other people will like. And I try to focus on like a clean eating lifestyle, uh-huh. um, whether, whether it be strictly like a plant-based diet whether it still be, um, there are some people that still want to eat their meat, uh-huh. but maybe I'll cut down on the salt content or I'll cut down on the carb content. So I still try to focus on clean eating, but to kind of make sure I reach out to everyone and, you know, whatever their lifestyle is, you know, I don't want to just tailor it to one person and then I leave out someone else that may eat meat. So I try to tailor it to different kind of eating habits. Yeah, because I was wondering, um, I saw that on your blog, like you do mix it up, like you have some dishes that are completely vegetarian or vegan or, um, and then you have others where it's like, especially like the Thanksgiving ones, I was like, oh, those look so good, <laughs> like different meat, because I know that was one of the things, I, I don't know, I, I'm also very into health, and just, I'm just curious about it, like it's interesting to me. And when my mom, they told her she needed to like watch her eating and her sugar intake, um, I went research like a whole bunch of different, different, um, styles of eating like paleo and, um, completely no meat or like watching these different documentaries and things like that. And I watched, um, oh my God, what was it called? What the health? Yes. Oh my God. Like, if y'all yeah, haven't right? seen What the Health yet, like, okay, first of all, I don't want to scare you, but it definitely makes you think. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really makes you think about what you're eating and what it can do to your body. I mean, is that, 
do you keep watching those types of things too? Or at a certain point, is it just like, okay, I've heard, I've heard it all. I do watch the documentaries. I have actually watched that one. Um, I will say it's somewhat biased, um, just because the people that made them, they are vegan and vegetarian. Um, but you know, there are different alternatives to meat and there are, di- are different alternatives to, um, what type of meat you buy. So, uh-huh. you know, there are grass fed beef and grass fed, um, poultry. Yeah. Um, you start to get into the other meats that have just been, um, you don't know how it's been processed. Then, you know, that's when it starts to get you know, a little sketchy, like, what exactly am I eating? What are they feeding these animals? Are they giving them antibiotics? You know, so you have to right. kind of look at what you're eating. And that's why I tell people, you know, read the labels, try to get grass fed, try to, you know, steer around to um, a plant-based diet, um, try to look at organics, you know, because there there is a difference in that. Yeah. And I'm noticing a lot now, even in like Walmart, Target, because a lot of times before you couldn't find anything that was like um, gluten free or probiotic. I mean, not probiotic or no, um, no added hormones or no preserved. Like you couldn't find that stuff in the general Walmart aisle. Whereas now, even in neighborhoods that you don't necessarily think there are a lot of people who might be interested in that type of eating. The Walmarts in that area are stocked with like really healthy options, even your meats, like cleaner and healthier meats. Because I know after seeing that documentary, I was like, I'm, I'm reading every label. I'm like, (laughs) if I have to go to Whole Foods, I'm going to go to Whole Foods. Otherwise, I'm just not going to eat it. You know what I mean? Like I really looked at meat, especially I looked at it differently. So I just, I mean, like you said, I think it's important to read the labels and and just kind of try to stay away from the nasty stuff that they add because I think that right. is where we get in trouble is when they start adding stuff to what's already natural. You know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of like why do you need to have a chicken leg the size of a turkey leg? That's not natural. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. That's not natural. So tell me, um, well, I guess tell everybody this, like, where you're from and how you decided to start eating God's way. So I'm originally from Lafayette, Louisiana, um, a Cajun country. Love to eat. (laughs) Yes. We love to eat any and everything. Right. Every part Um, of the animal. Exactly. So, you know, as I started getting older, I'm like, you know, I really want to concentrate on food, but I want to make it a little healthier. And, you know, people are just now getting into that healthy kick. So many people are like, well, I love my my etouffee and my gumbo and my, you know, just the rice and gravy thing. But you can make it healthier. So, you know, when I was in high school, I was like, you know, I think I just want to I want to major in something that deals with food. So I, I stuck with nutrition. I'm still sticking with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when actually recently I started blogging about um, food. I actually have a few uh, Louisiana dishes on there that are just a little bit healthier. Um, that doesn't have all the extra fat, yeah. cholesterol, 
carbs, you know, all the things that make us kind of sick. Right. Um, because we, you know, it's okay to eat, you know, other things in moderation, but sometimes we kind of overdo it. Mm-hmm. Right. So. And then we wait until the doctor is like, hey, you're about to die. You should probably, right. <laughs> you should probably lay off of the trash for us to realize, oh, you're right. We have not been eating that great. And, and I mean, like the options that you have are so easy. Like these are really easy substitutes, um, that still taste damn near the same. You know what I mean? They're like just right. as good. And that's kind of what I'll do sometimes. It's like I'll trick people and I'll cook something healthy. Like instead of using cow milk, I'll just use like a rice milk or an almond milk or a coconut milk. And they have no idea. There's no difference. Exactly. I might even use like a cheese substitute or I might use like, um, now I don't really do brown rice as much because I'm already slim. So I'm trying to get some of my carbs from somewhere. But like, you know, I love sweet potatoes or, um, even white potatoes because I'm still trying to like get my summer body. You know what I'm saying? So like I'm trying to balance eating healthy and also just eating a lot. Um, so I can try to build up a little bit, but like I'll just substitute certain things, even like lower sodium seasoning mixes instead of the normal seasoning mix. And people don't know no difference. They don't know. <laughs> like, they really don't. So it's like so much better for you. It's so much. It's so much better. I mean, the salt alone is is a killer. Like, I mean, it was one of the comedians. I forgot who he was. But he was saying something to the fact that, like, you know, the leading cause of death for this, you know, this population is, like, car accidents. And this one is, like, opioid addiction. And this population, it might be, like, whatever. And he's like, for black people, it's just salt. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's just salt. You know? And I think just adjusting our taste. Like, it doesn't have to be so damn salty. (laughs) Right, exactly. And I know there's a lot of recipes um, that will say, well, just put a dash of salt. And to be honest, that's all you need. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll sprinkle like some Tonys or salt over our food this season. And then once we get it, we add more salt. It's like, <laughs> you don't need all that. <laughs> you really don't. You don't need it. So what other work, like other than I know the blog and I love the blog. It's so well done, too, by the way. It's colorful, it's pretty, it's organized. Like, I could just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. Like, I love your layout and everything you've done with it. I mean, is it um, is it hard, I guess, to keep up with the blog? Or is it pretty, like, just part of your, kind of part of the mission of what you're doing? Like, it's just kind of what you do. Because you have a yeah. lot on here, like, a lot. <laughs> yeah, I try to blog weekly. Um, and I try to posted daily whether it's the same the same recipe like maybe every day for a week because some people may not see it and then I just try to make sure that you know hey if you're thinking of something else that you want to cook or you're getting bored with the usual you know maybe you can try this for dinner maybe you can try this for lunch right um but I, I try to make sure I get it out there so that people can see it um, but I, tr- I do try to vlog weekly with new recipes. Gotcha. Cause you have a lot on here and you have a lot of stuff that I can't wait to try. Like I've been 
trying quinoa a lot lately because it's just so easy. It's just so easy. And it just, you just throw a bunch of stuff in a pot and it just happens to taste good. Like every time. It's so easy. I love it. And I see you have a bunch of those. (laughs) Just a little uh, tidbit about quinoa. I love quinoa. Uh-huh. Anyone out there wants to cook quinoa, make sure you rinse it off before you cook it. Um, okay. Rinse it, rinse it, rinse it before you cook it because there is like a like a natural like sticky material that's on quinoa uh-huh. that can actually mess up the lining of your stomach. Oh wow! So you want to make sure that you um, rinse it off before you cook it. Um, but it definitely is a, a great alternative to rice if you want to. Um, eat it i have a, a warm quinoa salad on here you can eat it instead of oatmeal a lot of people have issues with the texture of oatmeal yeah so um, that's just a quick little tidbit about quinoa <laughs> ah good to know is are most vegetables like that or not vegetables but like grains like that that where you need to rinse them like really really well before cooking them yeah. It's mainly quinoa. I know sometimes, like when you cook rice, on the directions it says to rinse the rice. Uh huh. Do not rinse your rice, guys. Do not. <laughs> really? So, are you rinsing all the good stuff off? Yeah, you're rinsing all the uh, the added, like maybe folate or different vitamins they may have added into what? the rice. So you don't want to rinse your rice. You oh know? my god! <laughs> I've been rinsing my all of my good nutrients out of my rice. Yes. <laughs> dang okay well y'all heard that i'm so like i i can't believe that but you know what that does make sense but like i guess we're so used to seeing our well for me i'm so used to seeing my mom do it i'm gonna have to let her know like don't rinse your white your rice yes i think for traditional things you know we, we usually just rinse our rice or do certain things that's been passed down to us but you know your rice is uh has the nutrients that you need in it so gotcha. or sometimes don't add it into it so you don't want to rinse your rice gotcha okay and what about like any superfoods like what do you think about all these superfoods that um you know they're like you have to have I don't know what it is like monglier I know my mom is big on some monglier so I let her do her thing but like are there any particular superfoods that you do suggest like no those really are full of everything you could possibly want type foods definitely definitely kale okay um, that is uh, starting to be a little popular now uh, with salads I know a lot of people are like well, I don't like kale don't they don't they use kale to like decorate certain little uh <laughs> if you can find kale like in the bottom of like sandwich trays? Oh, <laughs> so you, can actually, you can actually eat kale. It has so 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 much nutrients that you need for your body. Um, blueberries, oh, um, delish. Salmon, delish. Almonds, broccoli. Um, just like your your green like your green vegetables, avocados, uh-huh. those are like your superfoods that you want to have in your diet. Um, so like your green vegetables have like your, your vitamins, all your vitamins that you need. Uh-huh. Um, of course, if you are trying to get off meat, um, your nuts have right. your protein. Quinoa has your protein. Um, salmon, that is a good alternative to meat. 
Um, it has a lot of your omega threes that you need for your body, which is the healthy fats that yeah. you need. So those right there are your healthy superfoods. Blueberries, I would say blueberries over grapes. I know a lot of people love grapes because they're so sweet. Yeah. But they have a lot of natural sugars that we don't necessarily need all the time. So mm. blueberries are a great alternative. Gotcha. Grapes are extremely sweet. I'd rather just go ahead and have a glass of wine. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm just saying. Like, they're damn near the same price at this point in the store. So you might as well just, know, right? Like, a glass a day. Isn't that what they say? I don't know. Heart health. I'm red just. Red wine. Red wine. <laughs> and I'm already, y'all can tell I'm already sick. I sound horrible. And I'm over here just dreaming about wine. Such a shame. Okay, and speaking of healthy fats, okay, so I definitely love avocado. I love avocado in a taco, on a sandwich, by itself, in a salad, like, I just, in a, in a smoothie. I love avocado. And what do you say, okay, I know there's like this um, battle between the good fat, the bad fat. What exactly is the bad fat so people can stay away from that? Because I hate when people are like, oh, I'm going on a, like, fat-free diet. And I'm like, why? Your body, aren't you supposed to, like, your heart needs some fat, right? So, like, what do you say about that? Like, where should people stay away from and what should they be okay with? So, your bad fats are your saturated fats. And that's why I always tell people to please read the labels. It'll tell you um, if it has saturated fats or unsaturated fats. So, Saturated is definitely your bad fats like uh, whole milk, butter, cheese, sour cream, um, your fatty cuts of meat like beef and pork. Those are your bad fats. Now, it's okay to have good fats. Your body needs good fats. Um, and it needs needs it um, especially for your heart, heart health. And like I was saying, salmon, uh-huh. um, muffins avocado you know those are definitely what you need um for your body so that that would be like your unsaturated fats um your trans fats so that those are things that you definitely need gotcha so um one of the foods that i've been really liking a lot well it's not really a food it's, i guess but you definitely probably don't eat it by itself i don't know sometimes i do because to me it tastes like chocolate but it's butter but it's um it's ghee. Uh-huh. I love that stuff. It is so sweet. Is that okay to have though? Like, th- is that considered yeah. a good fat? Cause it is technically butter, but like, I will seriously just like kind of drink it. <laughs> like, just like a little spoon. <laughs> no, just a spoon. Just a spoon. <laughs> it tastes, okay. I think it tastes like white chocolate. My boyfriend is like, you're weird. It definitely doesn't taste like chocolate. But I think it tastes like chocolate. So I just have like a little scoop. Is that bad? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not horrible. I don't want you to drink it. But it's, it's like a clarified butter. So it doesn't have as much of all the fats that butter has. So, okay. yes, if you're looking for an alternative to butter, um, I do suggest olive oil as well. But if you do use ghee, you know, that it does have benefits um, as well. Okay, and olive oil. So, okay, now, 
talking about oils and butters. Okay, now, one of the things I was reading about um, was, like, our frying oils and how horrible, like, I was, you know, like I said, I was watching the documentaries and reading all kinds of stuff to make sure that my mom was eating better because I didn't want her to be on all these medications. And I know some of the medications I think she has to be on, but thankfully, because she did change her eating, like, tremendously, her doctor's had has reduced her medicine, which is great to me. But um, mm-hmm. one of the things was like what types of oils we're using to fry food, um, even like even just pan frying food. Like I was reading about some of the fast food restaurants and the oils are just, I was about to curse my bad. The oil is like trash. Like it is like horrible, like horrible oils. Uh-huh. And so I was reading about, okay, well, what oils am I using? You know, because con- you see canola like all over the grocery store. And then you have like this teeny tiny section for olive oil and grapeseed oil and avocado oil and sunflower oil. Like, do you have a recommendation for um when it comes to frying food? Like not just like, you know, your pan cooking and stuff, but is there like a healthy way to fry or or regardless, you're like killing the nutrients in your food. Um, no, there. I mean, there are healthier ways that you can you can fry food. Um, of course, there is an air fryer now that you can buy. I don't even think it uses oil at all. No, um, I need to use it more. The, yeah, so that that's a good way. Um, also, you can you can. I guess bake it and give it like a little crunch as well. But I would say the best oils that are like very low in saturated fat would be your olive oil, canola oil, um, avocado oil, grapeseed oil. So when you see those in the store and they may cost a little more, it's because they're probably a little more healthier for you. Right. So those are like the, you know, the main oils that I would recommend. Gotcha. Okay. So no vegetable oils. Eh, you know, you just really have to look at the label. Uh, I'm not saying that vegetable oil is horrible for you, but um, you just want to make sure that saturated fat is as low as possible. Gotcha. So looking for the lowest saturated fat. Yes. Okay, cool. Got it. Okay, now my next question it's gonna be about bread. I okay, so I'm gonna tell you and whoever's listening. Um, funny story. So I took it. I okay. I love to sing. Everybody knows I love to sing. And before performing, I would notice that like, um, I might get congested or there's like a grittiness. I just don't feel like um I have full access to my voice. So I'm trying to like study like what am I eating is, you know, is what I'm eating affecting my singing, my breathing, all of that good stuff. I came to the conclusion that I was going to not do dairy because I read that that was really not good for singers. And that led me to decide, you know what, maybe I'm going to lay off of some of these breads because a lot of the breads are really just sugars and those weren't those were contributing, I thought, to my issues. So I went to an allergy doctor and I told him that I believe that I had an allergy to casein um, and casein, you guys, like in milk and stuff like that. And I told him that I felt like maybe I even had a gluten allergy or something. 
This dude told me that it was all in my mind, that casein was not real, that the allergy was not real, and that, like, it was made up or, like, there weren't enough studies to, like, prove that it was real. So, of course, my boyfriend got a kick out of that. He thought it was fucking hilarious. Like, he was like, oh, told you, you're making this up. I'm like, I'm telling you, like, when I remove these things, including the bread, I feel better. Like, I don't feel bloated when I eat. My stomach's not, like, bigger than it's supposed to be. And so, okay. So, first of all, are these allergies real? (laughs) In your opinion, okay, in your opinion. And then second, when it comes to bread, are we truly gluten allergic or is this bread just bad bread? Well, I will say, um, as a singer, because I do sing as well, and I've been singing for years, uh-huh. and, you know, it's, it is really bad for singers to have bread and sugars and um, even lemon sometimes can mess with your throat. Oh, yeah. Um, I yeah, learned that the hard way. <laughs> yeah, so any type of sugar, you know, before you sing, you know, I would definitely steer away from that, um, especially bread. Um, but yes, there there is such thing as a casing intolerance. So gotcha. You could be experiencing bloating, gas, congestion, a runny nose. Yes. You figure out what's you know what's the problem, uh-huh. but it could be. It could be the bread. You could be, you could have a, a gluten allergy, you know. So, you know, you may definitely want to go to a different allergist. Girl. Uh, to get tested. <laughs> listen, I, I told myself, I just, I, I know that I'm right. So <laughs> I was like, forget, forget him. I'm going to take care of this myself since he don't know what he's talking about. But yeah, so because I know that everything now is like, even if it's a product that was already gluten-free, just by the nature of that product, now they are putting it on the box because they want you to know, like, this is gluten-free. Like, it's like a, it's a good marketing, you know, like tagline or it's a good marketing ploy. But at the same time, I, a lot of times I look for that label or I look for something that says, like, no additives or whatever. Um, but with the bread and even, you know, I told my mom, she really, I told her like, even if it says wheat bread, look at the ingredients. Like, first of all, all bread has, all bread, all crackers, um, have gluten. So, you know, there may be like, if you go into Walmart, there is a gluten-free section. There may be a gluten-free bread, which I I don't even really think I've seen that before, but all bread Right. And the bread, like the stuff in the frozen, well, I guess it's like in refrigerated. My mom was not trying to eat it. She was like, this is gross. Like, first of all, she tried to eat it before warming it. And I was like, mom, like, clearly, first of all, the directions say to put it in a toaster. Like, why would you what? just take the bread out of the fridge and think that's hot? Like, it's this, that's disgusting. So, so right. she was not won over at all. And I was like, I was totally fine with it. And I told her, you know, my thing is I just want her to be healthy. So if her doctor is okay, cool. But I definitely, I haven't, I like wheat and I like bread. I do. I love bread. 
But I realized that for me, like if I'm going to have bread, I just take a, um, I take a digestive enzyme and it, it really does help with my like digestion of breads or if I really want ice cream, I'll take, um, I like glutenese. That's personally my favorite. I am not recommending everyone because I ain't your doctor. So, you know, don't say I told you to go take glutenese. I'm telling you what I take for myself. And I like, um, like coconut yogurt or something as my probiotic. Um, but it does really help me with my, my digestion, like a lot. Um, but yeah, I was, I was reading up studies on wheat and just bread in general. And yeah, we just have to really be careful with the breads, I think. Cause some of, some of the breads, when you read the ingredients, it's like, you know, bleached wheat, brown sugar, white sugar. It's like, what is this? How did, how did this what? even fluff to become bread? This is not what bread and used I, to I be. Trying to get away from white bread, you know, look for whole grain and not whole wheat. Oh. Yeah, so it still has, um, I guess, the properties of, like, white bread. Uh Uh-huh. But whole grain will actually have the whole grain in the bread. Gotcha. That's a good good medium. Like, that's a good medium for me. Because a lot of times I'm just like, I I just walk right past the bread aisle. Because... I just feel like it's a trap (laughs) and I'm going to end up buying a bunch of bagels and stuff. That's just going to make my stomach bloated. And I'm just like, I'm just not going to even look at that. Um, And even when I go to Subway, when they're like, so what kind of bread do you want? I'm like, what does it matter? These are all the same. Like, just give me some bread. (laughs) No, I think Subway has wraps though. Yeah. See, I haven't tried the wraps. I'm going to have to try. Yeah, I might have to try the wraps because I'm just like, dude, just give me bread. It doesn't matter. But anyway, so congratulations, though, to you and everything you're doing. I noticed you posted on your Instagram that you um, were one of the featured guests for um, it's an oncology event. Can you talk about that and like what you um, what you did? So um, usually along with my food blogs, I try to do like food demonstrations just so people can actually taste the healthy food because a lot of times they're like, well, I don't like how it looks, but if you taste it, you might actually like it. So right. I actually did a food demonstration for um, the Mild Cancer Center and the Oncologic Center um, in Lafayette, and they had a group of cancer survivors. Oh, wow. And we basically talked about the importance of having a plant-based diet, um, as just a regular person or if you've had cancer before, treatment after cancer, you know, how it's important to have that plant-based diet because, you know, vegetables and fruits, they're really great for your cells, for your body to keep you healthy. Um, you know, a lot of people will eat the meat, but that's not exactly the healthiest. So yeah. a lot of what I did um, to demo for them were all plant-based. Um, I did a avocado and black bean pita with a warm quinoa salad, a kale salad, and also a, a sweet potato dip. So everything was meat free. Um, everybody loved it, and you know it was it was tasty. So oh, you know nice. we can make vegetarian foods taste good. 
Right. I know there's a lady out here. There's a lot of different places. Um, I'm in New Orleans and, you know, there's a lot of places that offer, um, vegetarian options or the whole restaurant is just meat free and it's delicious. It is absolutely delicious. Um, and it actually makes you feel like you've eaten food. You know what I mean? Like versus sometimes I think we eat, but you know, good and damn well, you really don't feel First of all, you don't feel like you've gotten any energy from what you ate. If anything, you feel tired, you know, or um, you don't feel like you have enough fuel to get you through. So I think that um, how we eat, especially the fact that you're 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 spreading your knowledge um, to those who not it just it means a lot. Like the fuel that you put into your body, it is literally fuel for yourselves to regenerate and to help you bounce back from some of the, the stress in our lives. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I'll tell people that, you know, something that I'll eat may digest well for me, but, you know, it may not digest well for you. It's all about how your body, you know, ingests anything. Like, I, I may be able to ingest quinoa really good. I might be able to digest it well and my body absorbs it, but it may not work for somebody else. So right. it's all about how your body um, takes in the food that you eat. Right. And what, what do you say like to encourage people who are, they're trying to lose weight and it's just not happening for them. Or, you know, they really want to, um, maybe change the way they're eating. And it's just really, really hard for them to get the motivation to go to the store. Or maybe they're just, they don't even know what to purchase. Um, you know, what, like, what do you say to help motivate those people? Cause I know a lot of those people and it's really hard for me because I'm a thinner person by nature and I also just love healthy food. So for me, it's like, it's a little easier to want to go and get those things. And sometimes people who are struggling with, you know, losing weight or making those goals for themselves. They don't want to hear from no skinny heifer. Like, you know, they don't want to hear from you. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't. And I, and I, I, I'm very sensitive to that. Like, I'm not going to force my eating habits on you as much as I want to because I don't want to hurt your feelings or make you feel like I'm telling you you're fat. I'm really just trying to show you that it's possible to eat this way and you actually like it. But what do you say to people? How, how can we motivate those that we know to? just take the leap, you know, and, and change the habits because it's really unhealthy habits sometimes. Right. And we're so used to eating a certain way because we've done it for years and my mom fed me this and this is how we're going to eat type of thing. But my motto on my website is it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. And a lot of people look to diet, which diets are fads. They don't last. So, you know, I always try to tell people, you know, make it a lifestyle, you know, clean out your pantry, your refrigerator, all the bad things, go to the grocery store, load up on vegetables, load up on if you're, maybe you do still eat meats, stick to your leaner meats like your chicken, turkey, your fish, um, even load up on fruit. Um, it's, it's okay to have potatoes and sweet potatoes, you know, in moderation. Um, get your grains, your whole grains. If you, if you feel like you have to eat bread and rice, 
you know, there's, there's whole grain bread, there's brown rice, there's quinoa, there's oatmeal, you know, so there are some healthy alternatives, um, that you can, that you just have to stock and be prepared with in your kitchen because if you're not prepared, then you're just going to eat whatever is in your kitchen. You're going to be like, well, I don't have any groceries, so I'm just going to get some fast food type of thing. So I always tell people that if you're trying to change your habits, you have to prepare yourself to change right. your habits. It's true. And it's a lot of internal work as well. It's a lot of just changing your mind, like deciding for yourself that you're you're tired, you're fed up, you don't want to, um, you know, continue those old habits and you just make up your mind that you're going to commit to it and do whatever it takes. Like if it right. means you got to spend a dollar more or a little bit more for something healthier, think about how much you spend in fast food. Like fast food is really kind of expensive now. Like if you actually want a meal. So you right. might as well just get a healthy option because it's going to cost the same. Exactly. I know people that will get fast food, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And I'm like, you know, you could have really saved the money if you would have just added that extra dollar or two and just prepped at your house and just brought your own snacks so you wouldn't have to stop. You know, so, you know, there are ways of making it even healthy. I know there are even healthy options at the Dollar Tree. Like, I have a blog about that. Uh-huh. There are some healthy, like, uh, dried fruit, nuts, um, even frozen vegetables and fruits. At the Dollar Tree, like if you're on a budget, because I get that a lot, that people are like, oh, I can't afford it, but the Dollar Tree, it's only a dollar. <laughs> right. Only a dollar. Yes. So there are options. And I think another important piece of it is, um, you know, having people around you that are okay telling you, yo, that doesn't fit with your, you told me your goal was, you know, exactly. you know, your goal was to stop eating white bread you, why are you eating that sandwich like I feel like you need those people around you to keep it real you know right and and even even if you don't even if maybe they're not eating healthy at least let your friends and your family know that hey I'm doing this I'm trying to change my habits I'm trying to eat better and if you let them know like what you're doing then they'll encourage you and then maybe they'll start to eat a little healthier so it trickles down right it does it really does it trickles down and it's hard to make the change, but once you change, like, it really is worth keeping. It's, it's totally worth keeping up with because you right, feel so much right. better. Um, and I also think for like women and young women, it's important to know that we, you know, we focus a lot on our, our external beauty and how our hair is and our skin and our nails and all of that stuff is affected by your food. So if you want your skin to clear up, you can't eat a whole bunch of sugar and salt. You want your hair to grow nice and silky. There are foods that actually will help your hair grow nice and silky. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Yes. I tell that to people all the time. I have a lot of people that will just inbox me, you know, well, what can I do for my hair, my skin? Or, you know, I'm like, well, what are you eating? That is the first question I ask because grease from fried food, from candy and you know i see people posting their food on facebook their little plate lunches (laughs) (laughs) well you told me you were feeling bad and you were talking about your skin but what are you eating you know really like be honest with me you know it's okay you know sometimes we'll slip up and eat whatever 
you know, but, you know, when you trace back and you look at what you've been eating, then you'd be like, oh, well, I did eat that piece of fried fish yesterday. Maybe that's why my skin is flaring up like this. Right. Right. I mean, I realize I've always kind of had, well, no, I haven't always had, but in middle school, I, I noticed that I started having like skin flare ups. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, I've never had this before. And, you know, my mama used to use do my hair and she would use sulfur eight, of course. So maybe I had dandruff for things and I didn't, I didn't know. I don't know. But I noticed that in middle school, I started, you know, really solely doing my hair myself. And I'm like, man, this is so weird. And when I cut soy milk, now this, I'm not, again, everybody, you do you. But I know for me, when I cut soy milk, the flare ups, like, went completely down like maybe like once every two or three months and that's if the weather changes suddenly then my skin will start to kind of act up but it's not as bad it's nowhere near where it was before and so that for me I was like okay I'm going to try to stay away from soy because maybe from what I'm reading and what I'm noticing for me it's messing my skin is literally like flaring up like it's it's this is not okay you know, so I know that going to the doctor is also important. And I do, you know, people, if you need to go to the doctor, go to the doctor. Um, and I went to the, you know, a dermatologist as well. But I'm just saying one of the things that helped was changing my soy. So, you know. Right. It's, it's sometimes you have to cut out food to kind of see where your flare-ups are. And I always tell people maybe the first thing that you want to cut is dairy. Like, yeah. Dairy, cheese, milk, ice cream, all that sounds good, but it's not actually good for your I know, my favorite Um, thing. It's so good, I know. I can't do it. I drink, uh, now I drink coconut milk because I feel like I still have to have that, like, taste of it. Right. um, In cutting out, like, dairy and meat, those are, like, the first things I tell people, you know, that and even gluten. Some people just may not know that they are gluten intolerant, so... You know, those things that you may need to cut out for a little while and kind of see how your body reacts. Right. And see for yourself because you really are an expert on your body. If you take the time, I think, to pay attention to it, you know, like to really pay attention. But yeah. So one of the things I saw also um, that you posted was that you're doing some mentoring and some motivational speaking. And one of the groups that you spoke to was the UL women's basketball team. Is that something that you're going to be or that you want to do more of, um, you know, coming up this year? Yeah, I definitely want to just from being an alumna of UL and my mom teaches at UL also. Um, you know, a lot of young women just need mentors that look like them and, you know, can tell them, hey, you can do it. You can you can keep going. You don't have to settle for less. You know, you can you can definitely, you know, make goals. That was one question that I asked them. I was like, you know, whether it's a weekly goal, a daily goal, a monthly goal, or something for the year of 2018, what is your goal? You know, and be specific with it. You know, don't just say, oh, I'm going to make better grades. Well, are you going to study maybe an hour extra? You know, so it was just all about, you know, showing them that it's okay to, you know, lead by example and to actually have goals for yourself. Right. So what's yours, ma'am? My goal <laughs> is to actually <laughs> is to actually get into school. 
school this year and to hopefully um, get my license. That is something that I'm really working on to actually become a licensed nutritionist. I am a, a just a regular nutritionist right now, but right. you know, of course, there is more that goes into it where you have to, you know, do rotations within a hospital. Oh wow! Sort of like a, sort of like a residency, and then you have to sit for the state test. So. I am preparing for that. <laughs> wow, that's gonna be awesome, though. Like, is it a long program? Is something that takes a lot of time. Um, it's about a year long. So oh, it's not bad. Be, it won't be not too bad. Um, and I'm gonna try to get my master's, uh, another master's at the same time. So I'm just like a professional student. I love. <laughs> <laughs> I love learning. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome, though. Like you. Definitely. I mean, like I said, I love your blog. I'm going to be trying a bunch of your recipes. Like as we're talking, I'm, I'm scrolling through, um, a bunch of them that I want to save and come back to. I really want to try this watermelon cucumber salad. They had like a pumpkin, some kind of like pumpkin muffin that you had, like cranberries on it or something. Looks delicious. Like I can't wait to try that. I don't know what this other fruit is. What is this? Oh, passion fruit. Okay. It looks a little um, alien to me. I know. <laughs> but it's good. It's really good. You know, I always tell people to try new things. There's dragon fruit. There's jackfruit, passion fruit. Just try it. You might like it. I'm, a, I'm definitely going to try it. And these pictures look delicious. So, oh, man. I'm losing focus looking at all these <laughs> but um, but I really do appreciate it. And before we go, um, can you share like your mantra? Like, what keeps you motivated, inspired, encouraged? Well, I guess I would say, um, really invest in your surroundings wherever you are. Um, you know, there was a time, well, even for any woman or anybody, you know, you get kind of discouraged because you're like, oh, well, maybe I should have done this or maybe I made this mistake and I could have been in this area of my life. But, you know, situations and experiences bring you, you know, to different places in your life where you just have to learn from them. And so if you invest in what you're doing right now, it'll pay off in the long run. And just a little thing that I try to tell people all the time when I'm giving advice is just let your food be your medicine. That is like Ooh. the best advice I can give someone. Let your food be your medicine because you are what you eat, literally. Right. I love that. Let your food be your medicine. Oh, that was good. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> like when we talk about self-medicating, we don't ever think about food. You know, like, no. seriously, it's we like, think about all the bad stuff and alcohol or smoking and not to say that, like, you can't be responsible with, you know, whatever it is that you choose to medicate with, even if it's just reading, right. you know, but we never think about food as our medicine. So that's, that's real. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important, like you said, that we take care of ourselves. So that's number one. You know, take care of the inside and we can, the outside bowl is a byproduct, I think, of what you do yes. on the inside, you know. So tell everybody where they can find you, where they can send questions, inquiries, requests, um, and follow the blog as well. 
So my blog is eatinggodsway.net, eatinggodsway.net. So you can look at any uh, recipes, any tips on there, even how to uh, shop with on a budget. All that's on my blogs. Uh, you can also reach me like on Instagram or Facebook, um, Eating God's Way, and you can just revert any questions there. Okay, awesome. Well, yeah, I'm going to tag everything because um, I definitely want people to follow your blog. It's amazing. Like, seriously, y'all, it's really, really, really good. And I can't wait to try more recipes. Like I said, I'm, I'm playing around with the quinoa, but I see a bunch of recipes on there that I really want to try. So, um, so have a good Mardi Gras, by the way, because it is like Mardi Gras. Hopefully it'll stay dry. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. And uh, yeah, and I'll hit you up. I thank you so much. Thank you. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Please follow at Say It With Your Breast on Instagram. Please follow at S-I-W-Y-B Podcast on Twitter. Please follow Say It With Your Breast on Facebook. And share, 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 share with your friends and family. I cannot thank you enough already for those of you who have shared it. Um, who have even emailed me about friends of yours who you think would be awesome for me to interview for the podcast. So please continue to do that. I am excited about 2018. It's going to be awesome. Um, I really am. I'm just so grateful and I'm really committed to continuing this podcast. You will be receiving episodes um, regularly. I'll check in with you guys um, on Instagram. So make sure that you follow there so that you can know when upcoming episodes are happening. And please subscribe on iTunes. Please subscribe on Google Play. Um, we're also on TuneIn Radio. Where else? Amazon, I believe. Um, please, please, please help us get our numbers up so that more and more um, young women and just more and more people in Louisiana, especially hear about and learn about Save With Your Breast. Thank you so much for listening and have an awesome Mardi Gras on my Louisianians because I'm about to have a great one. I hope it stays dry, but whether or not I go out um, or stay in is going to be a wonderful Mardi Gras because I got lots of stuff to do. Um, but yeah, stay encouraged, you guys. And like I said in the beginning of the episode, continue to be unapologetically yourself. Until next time.